You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You can you can put some chicken nuggets in there and they'll be uh, just like old times. I think chicken nuggets are what got me into this issue in the first place. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Curra. It is Brazilian Tide. Happy 2022 to you unless of course you are an Edmonton Oilers fan Travis <laughs> I, I was a young adult through the decade of darkness very very impressionable yeah. I figured that you know for, for a team to have success uh changing a coach every hundred games or so would be the ticket um <laughs> And I think we're just proving that now that, you know, Dave Tippett's been in now his third season and they have not won a playoff round. So, I mean, maybe it's time for another change. Why not? What's the worst that happens? Like, what are they going to do, trade McDavid? (laughs) Oh, Oh, man, I wanted to bring this up with you. Your mom, one of the most famous guests on uh, Two and Out History, Discovered live. My, my real job on Thursday, uh, hosting Rock of the West, and she, she was texting the show. She was making a turkey on Thursday, and I, was, I asked. Well, I, yeah, it was on sale. <laughs> well, I asked, are you getting ready for Ukrainian Christmas or what? And she goes, no, I'm Dutch. <laughs> yeah. But she has. We don't, talk about my, we don't talk about my real dad's side of the family much. <laughs> She has instructed me to ask you what your favorite Christmas present was this year. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> Probably the $100 gift certificate to Let's Golf. She said it had some she said it had something to do with chicken. Oh, I got a chicken nugget keychain. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, it couldn't have been the Toffa fake, because I'm convinced that's what put me in the ER, so. Man, between your your, uh, Toffee Fay ER incident, your uh, uh, hockey team, it's just not been a good year. Yeah, Jays missed the playoffs. (laughs) Steelers, as long as this Sunday night doesn't end in a tie, will make the playoffs. I mean, that's a bit of a positive. Uh, You just need to get in, right? Yeah, and that's lose it. by 20 to the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a terrible 2021, or it was. And, and 2022 is shaping up to be no better. Did you know that you have a superpower? No, we're not talking about flying or reading minds, although that would be pretty cool to have. You have the incredible ability to help young people see their own superpowers. Boys and girls, clubs and big brothers, big sisters of Edmonton and area, also called BGC Bigs, needs you now. Consider sharing your time with a young person. They want to hear your stories. 
Oh, I would love Ty to share stories no, with him. <laughs> there is no chance that they may tell anybody under the age of 18 any of my stories. Over the past year, BGC Biggs heard from young people that having a mentor means they are less likely to have anxiety, feel isolated, or struggle with their mental health. But there are over 600 young people waiting for a mentor in their lives today. Explore how you can get involved and watch our community change one life at a time. There is currently a need for mentors in the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or Big Siblings program, in school, for our Youth in Care program, and for the new PRISM program supporting 2SL GBTQ plus young people. There is also a need for virtual tutors who can support young people as they transition back to school and are dealing with the learning loss over the past two years. You can join BGC Biggs for a virtual coffee or apply now at bgcbiggs.ca or Google BGC Biggs Edmonton, your priority, their future. In the huddle with Karan Todd on the Two and Out podcast. All right, it's uh, business season in the Canadian Football League and uh, Ty is going to start things off with an announcement here. I had two salads at supper tonight. Wow. Yeah. And I had a salad last night as well. Is it a good thing for 2022 or a bad thing? <laughs> um, I think it's more of a necessity based on how Christmas Eve went all day and how January, what, 6th went, I guess, or 5th. Maybe, maybe it's time I mix in some vegetables. I'm just thinking that can't hurt at this point. <laughs> You're bringing it up here, and we know that uh, two and out is a safe space. Uh, yeah. I, I think basically... I'm old as, I'm old AF now. Is that what happened? Like, I don't know. You got slapped uh, in the face with life? You know? Basically, all it happened five times in 2021. So what happens? You get like this extreme pain and you can't function or something i wake up at about one or one three in the morning and it feels like somebody took my intestines and my stomach and twisted them up and tied them in a knot and i can't do anything about it so i eventually i said screw it after walking around my kitchen for six hours and i went to the er and yeah they gave me painkillers and prescription strength antacids because i'm 70 <laughs> And uh, have the antacids helped so far? I haven't noticed a difference because I mainly have been afraid to eat. Oh, <laughs> so that's why you're eating salad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's eating salad out of fear. Uh, and if that's not the reason we're eating salad, I... That's basically why we all eat it. <laughs> I mean, let's be, let's be honest. One of them was a Caesar salad, so it's not like it was super okay. healthy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. You can you can put some chicken nuggets in there, and it'll be uh, just like old times. I, I think chicken nuggets are what got me into this issue in the first place. <laughs> okay, uh, there's a bit of a ownership structure change in Hamilton. They announced it uh, what early in the new year. 
Or was it before the new year? Uh, anyway, time is just blurring together here. There is now the Hamilton Sports Group. So the Ticats, Forge FC, they're all under uh, the same umbrella right now. And uh, caretaker Bob Young's kind of, he's still going to, you know, operate as the chair uh he's going to be the largest shareholder of the hamilton sports group but also stelco has uh bought like a 40 percent stake in this thing uh, either way it just kind of looks like stable lots of cash backing uh, mm-hmm. the sports teams in hamilton and that's that seems to be good oh 100 percent. i think from what we've seen with the likes of Toronto, maybe not with the Argos so much yet, but with MLSE, uh, with their yeah, ventures, yeah. Uh, in Ottawa, the same idea. Calgary. Uh, you know, it is Calgary. Yeah. There is room or not room. There is this, there is a, uh, a, a, a track record of success to this kind yeah, of, of yeah. system and setup. Um, you know, and if, if one team kind of not fails, but you know, feels the financial pinch at some point. I mean, there's there's lots of backing there, and, and, and that can only make them a, strong, a stronger franchises as, as, like, as individually and as, you know, as partners somewhat uh, in this venture. All right, let's stay with the off-the-field stuff, but uh, actual, you know, football operations stuff. And the Edmonton Elks announcing some additions to their coaching staff, and looks quite familiar to uh, 2015 when uh, Edmonton won the Grey Cup in Winnipeg uh, against the Ottawa Red Blacks. It was just such a great experience for Ty. I really shouldn't uh, remind him of that. It might uh, bring up some of those painful uh, acid reflux attacks or whatever he's having. Yeah, if you bring it up, I can't even make the joke. So... Not really that fair. <laughs> okay, I'll let you make the joke from now on. I uh, I hate getting well, ahead of no, you. No, 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 I can't. That, that's in poor taste. I'm not making any jokes on that. <laughs> so Stephen McAdoo, who was the offensive line coach in Toronto this past season, back in Edmonton as the OC, Jarius Jackson, Back in Edmonton as the pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Uh, He was actually just the OC and QB coach in Toronto. So it's going to be actually Mm. kind of interesting to see how this is going to affect Toronto. Because while Jones didn't come to Toronto until later in the season, of course, McAdoo and Jackson were big with, you know, part of their success this past season. Yeah, I mean, those are two pretty big losses, uh, just you know, continuity-wise, uh, yeah. for a team that was looking to build and stay relevant, keep winning. Um, you know, these are two pretty big pieces to lose. I mean, Chris Jones, pretty big piece to lose, too, from that staff, considering what he can do with a defense. Um, I think if you're a Ryder fan, you're looking at that McAdoo signing in Edmonton, and you're like, perfect, there's one offense we're going to be better than for sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, now McAdoo gets a bit of a bad rap here. Oh, 100%. Now, <laughs> he's better than Jock Chapdelaine. We'll give him that. <laughs> but if we look at Cody Fajardo's 2019, mm-hmm. when he had 18 touchdown passes, 4,300 passing yards to lead the CFL, 
McAdoo was the the OC there. Yes. But, I mean, Rotter fans need a scapegoat. That's true. They need true. to blame somebody <laughs> every year. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times it's the offensive coordinator, no matter what they're doing or what they're working yep. with. <laughs> even when it was, even when Danny Barrett was the head coach, he yep. wasn't always the ire. Yeah, uh, Marcus Howell also going to Edmonton as a run game coordinator and receivers coach. He was also in Toronto. He was their pass game coordinator and receivers coach this past season. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys following Jones to Edmonton, but Jones likes to surround himself with people that are familiar with him. Uh, it was, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, I think people he knows won't challenge him too much. We'll use uh, Chris Jones' words. It was moderately successful in Saskatchewan. Uh, <laughs> maybe it will be moderately successful in Edmonton as well. Uh, he's already lose a game in overtime going for it on third down. <laughs> already started to make changes on the field. And uh, we'll get to that right away here. Ottawa has also announced their football operations staff. I'm just uh, surprised to see Brendan Tamman in Ottawa as their director of pro personnel. I don't know. Well, if he's... He was he was senior player personnel executive for the Alouettes the last two years. Oh, he was okay. And this is actually his second go around with Ottawa. Brendan Tamman moving back to Ottawa. Haven't really heard all that much from him since he sold the farm to win the Grey Cup in Saskatchewan in 2013. Um, yep, but it worked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. Made a buttload of money. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you can hold it against him for that. So the Red Blacks have their op staff ready for the season. And this next move is one that really surprised me. When Jeff Reinbold said that he was declining Hamilton's offer to come back as special teams coordinator in 2022, I kind of thought he was just going to do his own thing. That he was going to go surf. Yeah, and keep doing – he's doing uh, some football analysis in, in Europe, I believe. Uh, he's on their networks out there. And uh, I, I just kind of thought he was going to keep doing that. And then it wasn't long later when he accepted a position to go to Montreal to be their special teams coordinator. And I I actually think that Ryan Bold is one of the best special teams coordinators in uh, mm-hmm. in the CFL. And maybe he is being yep. scapegoated a little bit for some of the, the single point decisions made in uh, the Grey Cup just uh, about a month ago now. Would those really be the coordinator's decisions? It should be the head coach, I, I would think. It should be the head coach. At the same time, if your contract's up... Yeah, you can go where you want, and you have I a guess. choice. Money's the same. You have a choice between Hamilton or Montreal. Where are you going? <laughs> this is a trap. <laughs> Isn't it, though? And the Owls have also brought in Anthony Calvillo, back to the coaching staff as a quarterback coach. And I just got to think, what a good situation here for Vernon Adams Jr. His his head coach is Kahari Jones. Anthony Calvillo is his quarterback coach. I think he's, he's winning a, MOP. He's in a pretty good situation as a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, two guys that have seen everything in this league. Yeah. Uh, basically yeah. done everything. 
uh, yeah, I, I couldn't think like. I could think of like two like two other guys that you know you could probably learn a lot from as well. But I mean, the fact that you have these two guys on the same staff uh, and really in, in hands-on positions like they are is is pretty valuable when it comes to that quarterback position. Yeah, I don't think we doubt that Vernon Adams Jr. has MOP talent. It's just he needs to stay healthy. That and yeah, just making it happen for an, an entire season. He is, mm-hmm. uh, and he has what Consistency. it takes. He he can make plays that almost no other quarterback in the league can take or can make. Yeah. Um, and if he can do that all season long, and I mean, have an AC in your corner, and uh, maybe Kahari Jones won't have to kind of pay attention to that side of uh, his duties on the sideline as much with Calvillo there. Uh, yeah, probably helps him out a little I mean, bit there, but I would love to see VA just light it up in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. But let, let's be honest, Calvillo's career stats a little inflated. I mean, he did get gifted a great cup, so let's not get too crazy. <laughs> we can remember his time in Hamilton. I was, I thought it was funny. Yeah. That the <laughs> <World> uh, Vegas, <laughs> the, the, uh, Ticat, uh, alumni, and they, I don't like, how much did they pay Calvillo to come back with those memories? <laughs> oh. I thought he was trying to forget about those times. <laughs> yeah, sounds like my dad. <laughs> there you go. You're feeling like yourself <laughs> again. <laughs> now, as far as uh, Toronto trying to recover with some of the losses on their coaching staff, they brought in uh, Corey Mace. Look at that. Another person mm-hmm. from the Calgary Stampeders organization going to the six. Yeah, and I mean, what he did in Calgary. Hey, yeah. I mean, with I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't be getting job opportunities. Yeah, um, there's only been a few good defensive linemen coming from Calgary. Just a few. Yeah, only a couple. Like I mean, one or two. Like nothing. Nobody's nobody's you know broke a sack record or yeah. or led the league in sacks or yep. you know anything like that. Yep. Um, but no. Like I mean, you know, if if the if the position is there and he it's it's a chance for him to start moving up a tree. I mean, you can't really can't really stop him. I don't think legally that Calgary could. I don't know if he was under contract or not. Well, it's a move up from defensive line coach, and but uh, it's it's a move up, so Calgary yeah. couldn't block him if he was under contract if they wanted to interview. Um, so I mean, it, it's one of those things where you look at it and it's it sucks to lose him, but at the same time, it, it goes to show how good that your organization is, and and the, Calgary's probably going to be fine. Yeah, in all honesty, uh, and you know Toronto now, they got like yeah, the, the coaching turnover a little bit. Now they got to, if they can keep that roster together with the names that they're bringing in, uh, like, like a Corey Mace. I mean, they got a good shot at keeping that thing together here and making another run. We're less than a month away from uh, free agency officially opening. In uh, so we're three weeks away from cuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As soon as the yeah. roster bonuses uh, <laughs> start coming due, there's probably going to be mm-hmm. some sur- surprising cuts. Uh, there's already been a lot of restructures. Um, I hate that, by the way. The restructuring deals. Yeah, not. I I would never do it if I was a player. Be like, oh, that sucks. Hey, yeah, yeah really. 
Not my problem. Like, Oilers fans bitching about Sean Horkoff. It's not his fault that he got offered $5.5 million and he signed on the dotted line. Yeah, same with Miko Koskinen. I would have signed that in a second. <laughs> well, that, don't. <laughs> I had to bring that up. <laughs> Peter Shirelli. And then he gets fired two days later. Like, what are we doing? Uh, Chris Jones has already started to make his stamp on the roster in Edmonton. Ended up releasing about 11 players. And... uh you know, these guys get a head start on free agency, so I don't think they are uh, mm-hmm. upset about that. Armani Edwards is going to land on his feet somewhere for sure. Yeah. Derek Dennis is uh, saying, finally, yep. finally you let me go. Uh, Sir Vincent Rogers has just been such a – Elks fans probably very disappointed with how that mm-hmm. has ended up. Um, spent most of his time in Edmonton injured unfortunately, and this guy was a uh, former most outstanding offensive lineman, so I'm sure they were excited. Uh, I I forgot he was there. Yeah, yeah. Chris Casher gone, Jonathan Rose. Like, There's some pretty big names getting cut here early. Yeah, there is. Terry Williams, who had a rough year. Uh, Well, compared to his Calgary uh, statistics, Mm -hmm. and I don't even know if you can really – Ooh, compare it to Edmonton, especially with uh, their special teams acumen over the past decade and a half. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about a decade of darkness. <laughs> James Tuck, the fullback, released, already signed in Saskatchewan. Ernest Edwards, the receiver that I thought you know looked pretty good in limited time on the field with Edmonton this year, already signed in Toronto. So a couple of those guys already getting ahead of it and uh, signing elsewhere. And uh, same with David Foucault, who ended up getting released earlier this offseason, offensive lineman, already signed in Edmonton. And I I know Ty, not a big fan of the restructures, uh, but Edmonton and Chris Jones inherits kind of Brock Sunderland's one of his last moves as a quarterback in Nick Arbuckle and uh, restructured the deal with Arbuckle. It was one of the first things he did as far as on the field goes. Uh, He still gets that $100,000 signing bonus and uh, still has a deal that can get him about $340,000 this year. And, I mean, if he's Mm going to be your starting quarterback, not too bad of a deal. If it works out, it's pretty good for Edmonton. Yeah, and, I mean, Cornelius proved that he can play. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not an all star. He's. He's not going to win you 15 games uh, yet. But I mean, if something does happen to Arbuckle, he's still up. Like, Cornelius is there. Uh, Arbuckle's been in the league long enough. If I mean that, it's a decent enough guy to learn from. It's not. He's not. You know, your top echelon guy. He was stuck behind Bo, and then he kind of shuffled around. But at that that price point, if he's if he can start all 18 games for you, you're laughing. Exactly. And I, I think Cornelius is still going to come pretty cheap here. And uh, hopefully mm-hmm. next season, I, I I don't know. I can't see Walker and Ellingson being in Edmonton. Maybe one, maybe no. neither. I see one. No, I see one. No chance. It's both. Exactly. And if it's Walker back in Edmonton, hopefully he's uh, 
catching passes. And if he, oh. <laughs> if it's anything like last year, he's not going to be there long because I don't think Jones will put up with that. No, unless he needs a DB. <laughs> Darrell Walker, all star on uh, oh. <laughs> the defensive the, on back. The, it'd be on the. It wouldn't be on the. Fi- it'd be on the field side. Yeah, <laughs> hide him over there. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed he'll pick off Bo Mitchell. (laughs) Uh, The Winnipeg Blue Bombers last year, I mean, or in 2019, I thought if uh, Kyle Walters can keep this team together, there should be a general manager of the year award and he should get it. And uh, they're already working hard. Clearly, it's a a three peat. (laughs) Yeah. Clearly, these guys, they want to stay in Winnipeg. They want to keep winning, so they've extended some key players, including uh, Jake Thomas, Canadian on the defensive line, Jamarcus Hardrick, offensive tackle, and the two big defensive ends, Jackson Jeffcoat and Willie Jefferson. And it looks like they're they're staying with those one-year contracts. Those guys are going to keep trying to cash in every single year <laughs> as long as they keep playing well and playing the way they are. It's not really a surprise that those guys are back in Winnipeg. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Jackson Jeffcoat from Texas had the Grey Cup down there. Eating mm-hmm. queso out of the Grey Cup. <laughs> Ty, you get one day with the Grey Cup. What are you eating out of it? You can have multiple meals or just one? Yeah, I'd say multiple meals. Okay. So I'm having golden grams for breakfast. (laughs) I like it. Uh, Yeah. Taco salad for lunch. I'm probably just going to crush ice cream from like 5 p.m. to midnight. And then whoever comes to grab the cup can just drive me to the hospital. (laughs) I'd love to fill that thing with like 30 jars of seafood sauce and eat like 1,500 shrimp. A shrimp cocktail? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of wonder if uh, Kyle Walters' biggest competition in the offseason might be the NFL. Uh, offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Drew Desjardins already getting worked out in the National Football League. And uh, DeAndre Alford, who was massive on uh, the corner as a rookie in the CFL, had a great season. He's getting worked out in the NFL as well. Mm. So there might be uh, some key guys heading down south to make some uh, big money. And that's going to be one thing with the NFL window open now again. Yeah. Now they brought it back and it's here. Uh, you know, it makes it a lot harder to keep these teams together because it's another another opportunity for these players to, you know, play football and make a little bit more money, uh, which, I mean, you cannot fault them for. Uh, exactly. You know, yeah, everybody wants to say, well, you get paid to play a game. Yeah, 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 well, they're putting their body through hell. They, their average career isn't that long. So, uh, yeah, like you said, it's probably his biggest competition right now is that NFL uh, attention that his players are getting, which only – you know, kind of makes him look good. He's obviously doing very well. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Talent-wise and addressing talent. Uh, but I don't I don't think that's going to mean he's going to have to throw money at these guys. Uh, but I do believe that, you know, if they don't... Well, I think we talked about this last, last episode, that if they don't make it and they come back, that the Bombers still have their rights, correct? 
I think these ones do. Yeah, uh, we saw in Saskatchewan. If, if they're under contract and yeah. like release and like released for NFL window, but not like released from the roster. Yeah, exactly. Because we saw in yeah. Saskatchewan, Braden Lenius was actually going to be a free agent, and uh, they let him mm-hmm. go. He's been getting worked out in the NFL, and a lot of times it's uh, what you bring to the table as far as your uh, physical stature. Uh, that the NFL yeah. looks at you and says, "Oh, you got the not, size." Yeah. There's not a lot of Hunter Renfro's. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What, what am I going to do for a twenty five hundred dollar receiver now? <laughs> oh, there's if always another goes. one, man. There's always. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go to Calgary now, where their backup quarterback Jake Mayer was uh, generating some excitement at least among fans mm-hmm. in the CFL which is kind of especially remarkable. rider fans i think yeah. they're like oh <laughs> yeah. might finally might get Bo out of calgary <laughs> yeah i think a couple people were thinking that Huffnagel was going to have to choose between uh, Jake Mayer or Bo Mitchell but come on the Huff always has something up his sleeve. <laughs> and Huff's... I can't even with you right now. The Huff. <laughs> he probably goes to the mayor and says, hey, look, man. Yeah, you had your three 300-yard passing games, but that what was... What have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where that were was you... August. Where were, you... where were you in the West Semi? Come on. <laughs> yeah. So, ends up being able to was, keep both wasn't throwing QBs. interceptions, both QBs. Uh, so Jake Mayer mm-hmm. comes as a uh, a bargain as a quarterback back to Calgary this year. He's going to get 120k in hard money, and he's got sixty thousand dollars in playtime bonuses available. And he also did the the critical restructuring with Bo Mitchell. And uh, Bo, Mm -hmm. he got the six-figure signing bonus, but he also took $40,000 in pay reduction. Uh, So Bo's going to get four hundred and twenty-five dollars this year, and he's also going to get the the playtime bonuses as well. So every time he takes at least 51% of the snaps in a game, he's going to get $3,300 basically right there. So he can make up to $485,000 if he can play uh, the full 18 games, which over the last little am while, I, he hasn't been able to I do that. Am I the only one hoping this turns into an Antonio Brown situation? What do you mean? Like he's going to tear off his pads and <laughs> wander Where, off the field? <laughs> well, because because the, they want to put Mayer in and he doesn't want to go out and because he won't get his fifty one percent snap rate that game. Oh. Like I don't. It would be it would be the best. It'd be the absolute best. That would actually be crazy. <laughs> and then come out three days later and say his ankle was sore, but there's no paperwork and no evidence of it. <laughs> <laughs> so look at that all that excitement for nothing calgary keeps yeah. both quarterbacks the qb the qb carousel is slowly screeching to a halt here yeah exactly so calgary's quarterback situation i mean you have to hope that Bo comes into 2022 healthier than last season um Playing with the broken leg, it, it seemed like his shoulder wasn't all 
all healed from even the time off during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, and they also are able to extend Julian Goodjones on the offensive line, Falarin Arimalod mm-hmm. in the defensive line, and Reggie Bagleton. When Reggie Bagleton came on later in the season, it's like he was never gone. Uh, him and Bo yep. were just connecting just like they were before Bagleton went to the NFL. So if Bo goes into 2022 fully healthy, he's got Bagleton to build off of. Some of the other receivers that have now had another year of CFL experience under their belt. One, one of the best O-lines in the league. So Calgary's got a pretty good quarterback situation when you compare it to the rest of the West right now, right? Well, I mean, they don't have the MOP. Well, but. and and I guess he hasn't re-signed as of recording, no. has he? No, he hasn't. But if you have been paying attention on Instagram at all, I think there's going to be an announcement coming out of Hamilton tomorrow. Or I guess it'd be today because this is dropping Monday. So it kind of looks like they are going to make the choice of who they're going to go uh, forward with mm-hmm. as their starting quarterback. And it would it be... Dane Evans. That would be my guess at 99.9%. Yeah. I don't know why else you would be in Hamilton in the middle of January. <laughs> Man, we're trashing that city today. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so seriously, like, what, why else would he go up there? Yeah, that's true. He... <laughs> So uh, there we go. The dominoes continue to fall as uh, free agency draws near. In BC, Dominic Rhymes has re-upped. That took a while for him to get going. I think uh, mm-hmm. he, he was kind of uh, one of those guys that there was a lot of excitement for, but towards the end of the season, really started to fit in there. And I know there was an injury in there, but with Lucky Whitehead, mm-hmm. and I think <laughs> if they're not able to get Brian Burnham back there, who is as of recording, still available. Uh, Rhymes might be a big player in BC next year, and they also bring back TJ Lee. Uh, We talk about Saskatchewan. They uh, re-sign Micah Tights and Nick Marshall. Already mentioned Braden Lenius here, but you want to talk about team-friendly contracts. I think Mm -hmm. Micah Tights is one of the most underrated players in the CFL, especially when it comes to Canadians. Like, that defense lost almost all of their linebackers, and uh, they were still able to perform well in 2021. And his base salary in 2022 is $74,000, but could get some, you know, playing time uh, bonuses uh, and things like special that. teams and, tackle bonuses yeah and earn right around one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars i think that's a pretty good deal that the riders got on micah tights yeah yeah if he plays all 18 it's one hundred and fifteen thousand. Hundred 100 bucks for a special teams tackle and you know in the second year it goes up to 120 like i mean for him being a canadian yeah that, that like that's that's great value Great value. Man, 100 bucks for every special teams tackle. I'd want uh, that kind of money. I'd every be launching single- <laughs> in the guys. 
100 bucks a tackle. I'm in. <laughs> we talk about the fullbacks that the, the Riders have. Well, they, they have extended Paul McRoberts, but they also bring back Albert Awachi and sign James Tuck. I really hope that the Riders have some uh, offensive linemen on their list for this offseason. Uh, this... Or else they're going to have to start all three fullbacks to block in the backfield. Hey, we saw that later in the season. Uh, Jason Moss mm-hmm. started getting more fullbacks on the field. Only took him, only took him fifteen or was it twelve games to figure it out? Yeah, is is that the strategy they're going to employ in twenty twenty two? I don't know, but it <laughs> save seems money, like... <laughs> save money on the offensive line. <laughs> seems like some old school Smash Mouth football. You might be able to put uh, mm-hmm. George Reed back there too. <laughs> hey, might not even get touched. <laughs> I like it. So I, I think that gets you up to date on some of the news that has happened uh, last little while in the Canadian Football League. It's moving fast, man. Like it's uh, what a high mm-hmm. of zero today. Like this is uh, it's almost May long weather. <laughs> Might be warmer than May long in some parts of the country. Uh, what what do we have here? Uh, tomorrow a high of minus one. In Grand Prairie. See, that's nicer than May Long. You're right. That that ain't not bad. <laughs> I, I bought $350 insulated Carhartts. I wore them today. Uh, I'm, I probably don't have to wear them again. And now it's going to be too hot. Year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great financial decision, Tyrell. This uh, episode of Two and Out brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. Uh, and the foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. And once it reaches $10,000, then the fund can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by uh, the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Plan. Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on making ends meet in Edmonton. You can learn more about everything with the Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. We're moving through the offseason. I know it's cold. I know it's dark. But in two more weeks, there'll be a little bit more sunlight and a little bit more chaos around the Canadian Football League. Mm-hmm. can almost guarantee that. Uh, you can now leave a rating on Spotify. Uh, I know that Ty, for the longest time, only gave us a four-star review on iTunes. I, I hope that... It's because I, w- I wasn't a full-time... <laughs> employee yet (laughs) so leave us a five-star rating on spotify leave us a review wherever you can we'll talk to you in a couple weeks on to and out thanks for listening find more great shows like this at cf pod network on twitter